0: Hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of Courtside with Buellins and Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We are so happy to have with us back on the pod tonight, Brittany Collins. For those that have listened previously, you know that Brittany was a 2017 graduate at the University of Massachusetts. Brittany and her teammates have been in the news as of late because of a recent, totally preposterous, delusional, and illogical decision by the NCAA that took away the team's Atlantic 10 title, along with all three years of their wins, due to a $504 clerical error, which we will get into uh, more details during our talk. There have been quite a few updates um, that Brittany will be sharing with us tonight since um, we originally had Brittany on in October of 2020. It is my privilege to welcome back to the pod, Brittany Collins. Brittany, how the heck have you been? (laughs)
1: <laughs> pretty good so far knock on wood but uh thank you so much for having me I'm, I'm super excited to be back here and to talk a little bit more about what's been going on
0: nice well i've seen uh you've been playing in some beautiful warm weather states we're recording right now back in your hometown in, in massachusetts i'm in chicago i think we're both not enjoying <laughs> the current situation right now as opposed to where you were in newport beach
1: definitely it's uh it was a rude awakening coming home for sure I, I think I made the wrong decision in coming home to yeah. play tennis in this weather but yeah
0: a hundred percent so for the listeners that haven't um heard our previous our original podcast or any of your story just um brief cliff notes version um, you played your freshman year at New Mexico State and you transferred mm-hmm. to UMass for the next three years had mm-hmm. much success capped it off with the Atlantic 10 title which was your senior year the Mm -hmm. program's first Atlantic title in over 20 years, which was amazing. After college, that was in 2017. After college, you're going about your business. And then all hell broke loose around, I I don't know, late September, early October of 2020. Again, Cliff Notes version, because hopefully everyone is somewhat aware of your story. You've Mm -hmm. done such a good job sharing it. But um, when was the first time you heard something was, was just weird?
1: Yeah. I think it was like, I was driving back from practice, like I think October 16th, 17th, one of those days. And uh, that's kind of when everything kind of just uh, blew up, I guess, um, when I found out the NCAA was going to essentially erase a lot of my college career at UMass and my teammates for uh, what happened to be like a small clerical error, as you mentioned, that the school self reported and uh, they actually did come to an agreement. Um, which, you know, I, then I probably would have never heard about it. And then somewhere along the lines, a couple of days later, committee on infractions come back and says, no, these, these, uh, kids weren't amateurs. They were overpaid. doesn't matter how much. And therefore, uh, they're now ineligible. And so unfortunately that is, uh, kind of how it happened. And even though we played no role in it, we got penalized pretty harsh for
0: it. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. And to specify what that clerical error was, it was for an unknown and unused, phone jack. Um, You weren't even on campus uh, at the time of the supposed violation. But um, I think it's important to to tell exactly what, quote unquote, (laughs) you did wrong. Uh, Yes, this was an (laughs) unused phone jack. So for you uh, athletic directors out there, make sure uh, when you're doing your audits, make sure all those phone jacks are uh, up to date (laughs) and everything. Because if not, the NCAA, I guess, decides to vacate three years of wins and a uh, conference title. So Yeah, You guys are all on alert now. And especially if you choose to (laughs) self-report now, Um, (laughs) the, the positive of this is it's highlighting the ridiculous, ridiculousness of what's happened. And for people who followed your story, you see the likes of a Jay Billis who, you know, he talks uh, how NCAA things really need to change. Dick Vitale was, I mean, Aghast by all this, yeah. Brad Gilbert, uh, a host of other major personalities, everyone you know, ESPN, Sporting News. I, I mean, you go on and on and on. Um, they're with you in your fight against this punishment. I know you have talked with senators, lawyers. Um, you have your free free UMass tennis hoodie right now, which you'll you'll show everyone where you can go and and try to uh, buy some gear there as well. So. you know, I'm going to pass it on over to you. Tell me what's basically gone on since we last spoke in in late October.
1: Yeah. Um, geez, I probably won't even be able to remember it all. The amount of people I've talked to has been such a beautiful thing. I think that's kind of what you were saying is like the, the most amazing thing that's kind of come out of this is that I haven't really met a soul that's been like, no, we're not on your side. Uh, (laughs) there's been an outpouring of support and, um, I think just recently it's taken on this bigger notion um of just protecting athletes and like giving them you know a sense of belonging and rights and so that's led me to talk to you know from the beginning senator murphy and then i had a phone call with um senator booker's um because they had put out the college athlete bill of rights and they were wonderful i was actually kind of shocked after speaking with them they asked me like hey like what do you think of our bill We've just reintrodu- introduced it. Would you would you add or make your changes or anything? And um, I just thought, oh, how courteous of them. Like, you know, they're probably not gonna put anything in. And I, I said, I noticed in section 11, um, there was this thing called the Players Council. And this is uh, essentially a team of lawyers um, that would... Like educate and represent athletes for their rights that will be introduced through all these bills and stuff because they need athletes need to be educated. They, it's going to be such a big change coming. They won't really know what they're entitled to and not. And what I felt like was missing was some college athlete representative that could really just like go to the schools where an athlete could report to someone face to face if they were dealing with any kind of problem because I think that's so important. And I said that to them and they were like, we absolutely love this, we're putting it in. And then that's like, that kind of just hit me. And I was like, they're listening, Somebody's listening. This is so weird. Um, and from there, um, kind of in the last couple of months, I've been working with representative, uh, Mass- Massachusetts representative, Stephen Howitt, who introduced the uh, Massachusetts NIL bill, which is also huge. It was m- modeled after um, Florida and California. And I've been speaking to a lot of Massachusetts representatives just asking them to co-sign, why it's so important, and it's kind of been like that, and I've worked with um, a few lawyers that have been pretty big, like Tim Nevious. Um, We've been kind of writing an open letter the last couple weeks that we hope to put out soon to kind of just put out to the general public um, to let them know why this is such a big year for legislation and what kind of legislations are going to come out, because I think if you just like, even if you're not a sports fan or if you are, if you just read it, you might not understand like the real impacts that they have. And um, that's basically where I've been at and that's where my heart is. And then the last major thing I've been doing is that I teamed up with um, a UMass alumni and ex-NBA player, Luke Bonner. He reached out to me and he owns a company where professional athletes can kind of design some of their own clothes for a cause or something to their heart. And um, um, typically an athlete would take some of the proceeds and so would the company. But when we talked about it, I said, I would like all the proceeds to go to actually Tim Nevius's college athlete advocacy group which focuses on one providing legal representation to athletes that need help whether they were under like a physical sexual mental abuse situation or more um, and so that's just been like really great for me um, I think we're over a thousand dollars already in sales so that just like makes me so happy um, just knowing that money is going to a good cause and, and just spreading awareness and yeah, I've just been kind of all over the place with all of this, but it, it really warms my heart. Um, you know, Sonny Beccaro is still checking in on me all the time. So it's just like, it just like, it just really makes me super happy because you feel like college athletics is one of those things that not a lot of people really care. It's just an entertainment business, but this is totally just made me feel like, you know, there's a community out there that really does care.
0: Yeah. So I, I want to ask you about narrowing, you know, more narrow-minded towards your situation. Then I want to ask you a more broader question if you don't yeah. mind. Do you have any idea as far as a timeline for your particular situation?
1: Yeah, I just, I reached out to our athletic director, Ryan, who's still been super wonderful. And he got back within seconds and just said, Hey Brett, we're probably not looking at anything until mid to late spring because um, they're playing kind of like cat and mouse. You know, they write, they kind of appeal it. Then they write write a response and it goes back and forth. And then they will, with COVID eventually set a date for, I think what would be a virtual hearing. Um, but I think we're not looking at really like, you know, a couple more months here at this
0: point. Okay. So late spring, maybe, um, hopefully that would be the next step in hopefully rectifying this ridiculousness.
1: Maybe I can get back up on one more time before <laughs> we won't be quite over with our talks.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Right. Well, hopefully again, <laughs> I, I've loved, I've loved chatting with you, but hopefully we don't have to give constant updates for the next 10 years and hopefully this gets fixed. But when you're dealing with a situation like this, who, who the yeah. heck knows? Um, I, I also wanted to ask you, it, it started with shock with you with what happened in your particular situation. You yeah. obviously wanted this fixed for you and your teammates and your school. But in talking with you and, and seeing what you've been posting and, and who you've been talking with, this got much bigger than just your particular situation in UMass yeah. tennis. And when did that sort of evolve with you and said, you know what, this is bigger than just my totally illogical <laughs> situation yeah.
1: here? I think that when people start explaining to me that this is just how much power the NCAA has and how it gets handed down to the schools and the coaches and the players it just made me really upset and i think every athlete at some point will experience some sort of power struggle whether it's on a small or large scale and i started getting in contact with former athletes that like a lot of them are now studying to be lawyers and i think i shared with you the Haley hodson story and after reading that like my heart just like sank um and there's some other people in there too, that have just come out and told me like, yeah, I was physically or sexually abused by my coaches. And so are my friends or, you know, these are the punishments we get, like, you know, it becomes eating issues and things like that. And I just think like, there's so many athletes out there that I don't know. And if for the handful that I do know, like half of them have dealt with something seriously wrong. Like I can't even imagine how bad it is for the rest of athletes. And so My heart like totally goes out to those people. And I just like this is, you know, something that I'm involved with, and sports is something that's so passionate for me. And I just think like this has given me a microphone that I don't, you know, as long as people are willing to listen to what I have to say, like I'm going to keep going after it and saying, like, we need to do better. We need to have coaches and, you know, people in these powerful positions that are there for the kids as you said if you get into education you should you should be there to really uplift and you know put them in a position for success and that I think too many times it's just not and that's why I'm so like gung-ho about all these legislations because these are the actual things that could put players in a position where they can say nope this is this is not okay don't want to do it Um, and we just don't have that right now. And it's, and it's deeply upsetting. And I think it's something that like more people really need to realize.
0: It's it's funny you say this because sometimes in life you have to have something bad that happens for you to realize that something bigger in picture needs to be fixed. And I think maybe and no fault of your own or your teammates own, but if this didn't happen with UMass, you would probably not have this platform to speak on some of the things you're talking about, even though you knew like the issues we just talked about. I was so, so morally wrong, but it took something to negatively affect you to not only try to address that situation, but again, speak to bigger issues than that. I know you and I've gone back and forth. I mean, I, I, and I'm a coach, I'm not at the collegiate level, but, um, it's a privileged profession, right? We, you and I have talked about that and there's a lot of good coaches and I would just stress. And, and, you know, again, we talked about this for universities and athletic directors to really vet coaching candidates because there are really good people yeah. out there and it's a privilege to be part of the profession. And, um,
1: yeah, it, the stories
0: that. you hear while they are terrible, it's even more important why universities and athletic directors need to vet these people.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I agree. There's, there's so many good coaches that could be, you know, filling these positions or, you know, or just like even like for the coaches that are are there, I'm sure like, you know, it's not like everyone's evil, but there should be better, like training, um, systems, like just systems in place that like, you know, like you said, just like keep everybody in check and in line. And I think that would just go such a far, you know, away.
0: No, I agree. Um, as far as learning about everything you're doing, I know there's the petition, there's the, the hoodie, the free UMass gear stuff. What's the best way to kind of, um, people to hop on board and help support you and the cause that you're fighting so hard for?
1: Yeah, I think just, finding me on social media you'll probably find like me like blasting every day about <laughs> all the petition stuff and all that so that's the easiest way if you can't remember but I think that the names are pretty easy you know change.org slash um tennis petition and then you know to buy any gear if you want to donate um that's just powered uh forward.com slash Brittany Collins um and you can like I said like that's too tough to remember just uh, go ahead and find me on social media and you'll see it.
0: Fair enough, and again, I I, I don't want to uh, de-stress the fact that uh, again, this was for an unknown and unused phone jack that cost three seasons of wins and a conference title. Again, an unknown and unused phone jack. So think about that a little bit. Um, with that, again, I, I I've loved you know chatting with you, and I hope to continue to chat with you sooner rather than later. Let's talk about something other than this mess because. Um, <laughs> You have so many people behind you, so many influential people behind you yeah. that the um, change can be for the good here, Brittany. Thank you so much for, for taking the time again.
1: No, thank you again. And uh, hopefully the next time we speak, I'll have a resolution for everyone.
0: A hundred percent. Stay warm. <laughs> thank you, you too.